Hey, this is Thomas Q. Jones, former UVA All-American running back, and you're listening to The Jerry Ratcliffe Show. Wahoo! Welcome to another edition of The Jerry Ratcliffe Show podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. I've had a bunch of podcasts this week with Jay Billis of ESPN breaking down the Virginia-Houston big top five showdown tomorrow, and Ricky Stokes, former UVA player, Reflecting back on some of Virginia's games with Phi Slamma Jamma back in the day with Ralph Sampson and uh, and company. And today it's our pleasure to introduce Dr. Brian Warner of UVA Sports Medicine and UVA Orthopedics and uh, Shoulder Surgery Specialist and also Head Orthopedic Team Physician for James Madison University. Brian, thank you for joining the show. Thanks so much for having me, Jerry. It's a privilege to be on here. It'll, it'll be fun chatting today. Oh, absolutely. And uh, as we mentioned, Brian's expertise is shoulder injuries and shoulder surgery. And we're going to go over that topic because uh, I know a lot of fans out there have uh, winced when they see their uh, some of their quarterbacks go down on some of these sacks and uh We've seen all kinds of shoulder injuries over the years, and it's it's wrecked our seasons and and things like that. So uh, thanks to the guys like uh, Brian, uh, sometimes the the recovery is a little better than than maybe it looks uh, in the initial injury. Um, I, I guess Brian, uh, in terms of sports and particularly football, I guess I guess shoulder uh, injuries are are the most common of of all, right? And we certainly see a lot of shoulder injuries. It's always kind of a, a fight each year between shoulder injuries, knee injuries, and ankle injuries. You get the high ankle sprains. That'll kind of keep people out. We see plenty of knee injuries, but uh, we see more and more shoulder injuries, and, and they certainly can have an, an incredible impact on an athlete's season, particularly a throwing athlete like a quarterback. Uh, certainly saw a number of them across college football this year, and we had a, a few on, on Jamie's football team this year as well. Yeah, uh, you know, and it runs the gamut, I guess, from shoulder dislocations to uh, to all, all sorts of even worse injuries, uh, I, I would imagine. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, so shoulder injuries, there's kind of a couple of athletic shoulder injuries that we see in, in football, since that's what we're talking most about. Um, you know, we, we shoulder instability we see fairly commonly. A lot of times with shoulder instability, we can get athletes through the season. Um, the one that will often keep them out a little bit longer and, and occasionally need surgery, but oftentimes doesn't need surgery is they miss a fair amount of time or um, what we, we hear in the news is kind of shoulder separations. Um, and so we see a fair number of shoulder separations. We had a number on JMU's team this year and um, you know Alabama quarterback had one this year. And so you'll, you'll see a number of quarterbacks and kind of key position players have shoulder separations that aren't necessarily talked as much about. And so it's this kind of black box of, of injuries that span a wide range of types of injury and severity and, and how they're treated. Yeah, I, I guess the one to Bryce Young was the most notable this past season down in Alabama because uh, he missed uh, at least one game and uh, they thought it was going to be worse. But somehow Alabama quarterbacks have a way to get back on the field a little sooner than most quarterbacks do. <laughs> Yeah, and so I mean, for AC joint injury, so it's the the joint that's separated for uh, shoulder separations. What's called the AC joint or the chromioclavicular joint. That's where the clavicle meets the rest of the shoulder blade. 
um, they exist on a spectrum. So and we, we grade them kind of, we give them types, type one, two, three, four, five, and six. Um, and so the, the more minor ones, so type one and two, typically don't need surgery, um, but they can be incredibly painful. And actually type one injuries, which is just a sprain of the joint itself, but the ligaments don't tear, uh, can be incredibly painful for athletes and they kind of like to linger. So they can linger for four or six weeks. Um, and if it's a throwing athlete and it's on their throwing shoulder, um, it can be a little bit challenging for them to be able to kind of perform at a normal level. And then they also get worried about landing on it. And so when, it, when it, the, the mechanism by which the injuries happen, there's a couple of different mechanisms, but one of the most common one is just landing on the side of the shoulder, which obviously happens a lot, particularly to, to running quarterbacks. We see it quite frequently. Um, they can then be scared to run and so you have to take certain kind of plays out of the playbook. Um, but type one injuries, we see them quite commonly. And so most of the time when you hear about a football player with an AC separation, it's going to be a, um, you know, type one or type two injuries. So kind of you know, non-surgical type of injury, but something that even though it doesn't need surgery can be incredibly painful and take month, month and a half to get back. Um, you know, we've all kind of tricks to keep them going. And, you know, obviously I, I don't take care of Alabama, so I don't know exactly which one of the tricks they were doing, but um, one of the tricks can be to inject some steroid medicine into the AC joint or just numbing medicine before the game. And so quite frequently, you know, JMU will have a couple of athletes every week who have an AC separation. Um, and so you just inject a little bit of numbing medicine before the game that usually gets them at least through a half, if not the full game where they're able to play um, and then just kind of manage it throughout the, the rest of the week with your know, medicines and, and various treatments from the athletic training staff. But they can be incredibly painful injuries, occasionally need surgery, but more frequently it's just something you're managing for weeks on end. Yeah. Uh, when, when it is a, a dislocation, uh, is that one of those things where you see in the movies that they can just pop it back in or is that something that requires a little more care? So when you have a true shoulder dislocation, so then that would be the actual ball and socket joints, the glenohumeral joint. Um, certainly you got to reduce it right away. Most of the time we can pop it back in right on the sideline. Occasionally the players will kind of pull it back in when they're walking off the field. Um, really depends on kind of their history, whether they've had surgery on it before, and then how quickly they regain function. We certainly have had a number of football players at JMU who have dislocated their shoulder and gone immediately back into the game. Um, oftentimes those are guys who are known to have had shoulder instability beforehand. We know they don't have a lot of other damage to the shoulder and we're already planning a surgery in the off season for them. Um, if they're able to kind of protect their shoulder, meaning they have good strength, good range of motion, say it's the playoff game and, and they really just want to finish the season off. Um, it's a very reasonable thing to just reduce them and get them back. Certainly the safest thing to do is to, to get some imaging, get an MRI, see what kind of structures are torn. But even in those cases where we get an MRI, particularly say it happens in August or September in a college football season, uh, a lot of the athletes will elect to, to wear a shoulder harness or some type of brace on the shoulder to try to restrict their motion a little bit and try to finish off their season and then deal with a, a surgery in the off season. If, it's a, if it is a quarterback and it's his non-throwing shoulder, I think we've seen some guys uh, battle through that. They, they can usually still uh, – play fairly competently, correct? Uh, Absolutely, yeah. So non-throwing shoulder in, in a quarterback, particularly if it's a quarterback who's not running a lot, who's just kind of a drop-pack type of passer, 
Um, you know, they, they can wear a brace on it, obviously, and they're throwing shoulder kind of hard to wear a brace because they won't be able to externally rotate as, as far as they need to to throw the ball. But non-throwing shoulder, you can often kind of treat them with rehab. There are more things than just the labrum that keep the shoulder stable. And so usually when you dislocate your shoulder, you tear the labrum. Sometimes you can injure other structures as well. Um, but the labrum would remain torn in that instance. But as long as they keep a strong rotator cuff, and so you can do rehab during the week and work on strengthening the rotator cuff, often it will stay stable enough and they won't have recurrent incidents during the season. So you can get them through the season and then address it surgically during the off season. Have the, uh, the rules changes in, in the NFL and college football to try to protect the quarterback and keep people from uh, people who are sacking them from putting their total body weight on them when they hit the ground. Has that made much of an impact in terms of preventing those kind of shoulder injuries? Because we've seen guys in the past that get taken down hard to land the, the brunt of their whole the body will come down on a shoulder and, and everybody knows that's not a good sign. <laughs> yeah, but I think at least, you know, mechanically or biomechanically and anecdotally, I think that it's probably reduced some of the incidents of AC injuries, because if they landed directly on that side, it could certainly do it. I haven't seen any research yet kind of proving that fact. Um, hopefully it reduces the, the risk of head injuries and concussions. But, um, you know, the, the, the bigger injuries that you see is like, so, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, for instance, you know, falling, landing on a clavicle fractures, other type of surgeries that really are injuries that have, you know, really big impact. Hopefully it reduces the incidence of those. Um, but, you know, it's going to take a couple of years, those rules being implemented. And then I'm sure you've seen, just like I do, I watch plenty of football. Um, it's all about how the, the, the refs kind of interpreted that particular game. And so sometimes you can hit them pretty hard. Sometimes, much like the game last night, you can barely touch them, and that's a, a foul. And so I, there, there's probably going to need some balance to be had for protection, but also making the game so a defensive player can play. But um, we don't have any research yet to prove that it's reduced the incidence of shoulder injuries, but at least biomechanically, it makes sense that it will. Yeah, I'm a 49ers fan, so I was a little upset on one of Bosa's uh, getting uh, penalized for yeah, yeah, we have, we'll be talking about that today for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I, I see uh, our view, our listeners can't uh, see it, but uh, I can I can see you're working from the new offices over there at uh, at uh, Ivy. Uh, and for those of you out there that don't know that and. Uh, Certainly UVA Orthopedics is one of our great sponsors and we appreciate that. Um, they, uh, uh, Dr. D-Duck took us on a, uh, a sort of a virtual tour of the new orthopedic center over there on Ivy Road uh, when back when it opened. Um, how do you like that new facility? It's, uh, it's unbelievable, isn't it? It's fantastic. I mean, it's fantastic for us as, you know, doctors working here, but I think the most important thing is it's fantastic for patients. I mean, they're able to see all their orthopedic providers in one location. I have a number of patients every day who are seeing their hand doctor, their foot and ankle doctor, and their shoulder doctor, and kind of taking care of all of it. Um, but then it brings a lot of other services all in one. And so uh, we have great physical therapists now here who are able to um, help manage patients that have non-operative injuries or need to recover after surgery. And then we've opened up our operating rooms here. So we have two of our operating rooms going and soon to be more. Um, and as an instance today, I'm doing clinic and I'm, then I'm able to do a surgery after clinic today. One of our athletes at JMU injured themselves 
um, needed a, a surgery this week. And so I was able to do that after clinic. That's something I wasn't able to do before because now we're all in one building. And so I can be seeing patients. I can also do surgery in the same building that I'm doing it. Um, and so it's a great convenience for patients to try to take care of everything in one spot and also allows us to be more available to do accomplish more things in one day. And so being able to do clinic and surgery in the same day has been fantastic. It allows people to be taken care of you know, more efficiently um, in a more timely time and manner. And uh, even though these guys take great care of your UVA and JMU athletes and other athletes uh, from around the country and, and the state and certainly uh, our community, uh, we hope you don't have to go see them if you're just a regular weekend jock. But uh, if you do, there's no better place to go than to UVA Orthopedics and they'll fix you up. Um, you mentioned JMU, Brian. Uh, I know you work closely with their football team. Uh, what a great way to start off their uh, FBS season. Yeah, I mean, it's been pretty exciting. I mean, they've, they have an absolutely great athletic department, great athletic director, really great staff there, great coaches. Um, but you, you still never know when you transition from, you know, the FCS, even though we're kind of towards the top of the FCS, to what will happen when you go to FBS. Uh, we'd only had a handful of FBS wins before ever starting in the FBS. And then to go on a tear like they did this year, get ranked in the top 25, really is kind of shows how long they've been preparing for the transition. Uh, they certainly had a lot of opportunities before to go up to FBS. We're really waiting, waiting for the right opportunity at the right time to go up. Um, and so it was an incredible season this year. I'm hoping for even better next year, be able to really use that and, and recruit better and um, you know, be able to, to really make a splash next year in the, in the Sun Belt. Really looking forward to the game against UVA. I think it should be a lot of fun. Hopefully everyone comes out for that. Um, but uh, obviously, you know, I, I take care of the JMU athletes, so I'm a, a little biased there. And I, I think we have a, at least have a chance. We'll do a little better than the basketball game this year, although I'd like to think we did pretty good against y'all in basketball this year. Um, we'll forever be resting on basketball the year before. Um, but uh, the, uh, the hopefully football next year, we can make it a game. I thought that was a really good basketball game uh, a little, uh, I guess almost two weeks ago now, but uh, uh, Mark Byington's done a great job with that basketball team. Yeah, especially with the number of injuries. This is actually this week will probably be one of the first year, first weeks where we've had every scholarship player actually practicing at the same time. So they've had a number of injuries <laughs> to start the season out. So it's always hard to put together a team with that. So they put together a great record, a great team, and just now getting to full strength. So um, hopefully continue to have a good season and hopefully UVA does too. I'd like, love to see you guys get up to that number one ranking soon, hopefully. Would be cool. It'd be fun to cover. That's for sure. Um, as a longtime sports writer, I was, I was, I thought it was very unfair and disappointing that, uh, that JMU couldn't compete in a bowl this year or, or compete for the Sunbelt, uh, regular season title. I, I, I think that's a rule that needs to change. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm only a, a lowly physician, but I do spend a lot of time around the, uh, the, the teams. I think it's really disappointing for the athletes more than anyone else. Um, coaches are, you know, grown people and they can just move on to the next season. But for some of these athletes, you know, this is their senior year, or their fifth senior year, their sixth senior year, and they came back and really put everything they had into it. Um, and so to not be able to reward them with the ability to play in a championship game that they earned, um, they beat the team that then played in the championship and lost. And, you know, obviously those, those kids earned it too, but for a rule to prevent them from participating in a championship or a bowl game when they, they won enough games to do it, um, especially when they're moving up from a lower level to a higher level, it's incredibly frustrating and you know, difficult to motivate student athletes to, to 
um, or, or to explain to them why they can't participate at that level. And so when mental health is such a big focus of um, collegiate athletics to, um, to take that away from them for kind of what seems like an esoteric rule, um, hopefully that changes at some point in time so that the next school that moves up doesn't have to go through that like we did this year. Totally agree. Totally agree. We've been talking to Brian Werner of UVA Orthopedics and JMU uh, head orthopedic team position. And we uh, appreciate your time and your expertise in, in breaking down shoulder injuries for us. So the next time we're watching all this on TV, we'll have a better idea uh, what's going on, Brian. We appreciate your time. Thanks so much, Terry. All right, my man. We'll see you down the road. Take care. UVA Orthopedics and Sports Medicine boast one of the finest teams of doctors in the country, and they're right here in Charlottesville to not only provide care for the University of Virginia athletic teams, but also the Charlottesville and Central Virginia communities. UVA Orthopedics has been a proud sponsor of the Jerry Ratcliffe Show for the past two years, with numerous team members featured in weekly segments where doctors share great insight into various sports injuries, what causes them, how to treat them, and recovery time. Their team of experts are there for you and offer the best care to solve your health problems and get you back on your feet. Let their team of specialists get you back in the game. 